I want to make sure that the experience that you get at Area 337 will make you curious and looking at a vacation spot, you know, be willing to open up, be willing to experience, you know, a different culture. I want to be on everybody's table. That's my goal. Thanks for joining us on Louisiana's Playground Podcast, your roadmap to all things Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'm Brady Raynard. And I'm Jillian Quarter. We are here excited to bring you authentic stories and experiences of Southwest Louisiana, giving you all the tools that you need to build your own personal Lake Charles itinerary. Sorry we can't afford fireworks this year, but it is the new year, so just imagine that I just popped fireworks. Yeah. Well, thank you for the sound effects You're there. Welcome. We we could afford that. So that's <laughs> good. Terrific show for you for the first episode of 2024, episode 34 of the podcast. We're talking to Gus Garden of Area 337, a Latino kitchen here in Lake Charles. We'll also talk a little Chuck Eats week as that's upcoming here at the end of the month. Lots to get to and lots to make you hungry here on the show. And of course, we begin the show talking about food in our segment on V Eats. It's a taste of Southwest Louisiana on VB and that hankering, that desire to get a good bite of food. And as we always do, we'll never point you in the wrong direction. This week, we head to Area 337. Area 337, a restaurant relatively new to Southwest Louisiana. They got started in 2020 and reopened in 2023 after a devastating fire that had the restaurant closed for seven months. But they're back open, back in action. And we'll talk much more about the history of the restaurant in our conversation with Gus, the owner. But it is truly one of the best kept secrets of Southwest Louisiana. Locals know this place. You're going to go in and it's always packed. It's always a lively environment. And just because locals know it, I think the visitors should too, which is why we wanted to make sure to uh, really highlight their diverse menu that they have. What's really unique about that menu, it combines food from several different cultures. You know, it's not like just walking into a Dominican restaurant or a Mexican restaurant. This is a little bit of everything. And right there on the menu have the little flags of where each dish came from. Yeah, they used to have them right there on the front of the restaurant. And Gus said, you know what? I wanted to kind of change it and bring it to my menu instead. So he has the little flags, like you said, now on the menu to let you know what you're exactly you're getting. Speaking of, we ate what he called family style. We kind of got the big appetizers, the big entrees and split it uh, as a family at the table. We started, though, with mojitos. Unfortunately, non-alcoholic, though. Mojitos. But Unfortunately. It, Unfortunately, but it didn't make them uh, any less delicious. No, we were on the clock. They were not alcoholic, but absolutely delicious. You think it's so refreshing. It takes you uh, on vacation immediately. I had the pineapple mojito, which was uh, pulpy uh, and delicious, and it really took you somewhere. And I think what makes that happen is how fresh the ingredients are. And truly fresh. There is no mixes. That's the thing that I think is so important. He pulls out the pestle and and grinds out the lime, grinds out the mint. Everything for each ingredient for these mojitos are done right there in front of you. I got the tamarind, which is pulpy, but I, I like it's oh so satisfying. I have no better way to say it. An amazing citrus flavor. They use mint. Typically, they put in Cuban rum, unless you ask for the non-alcoholic version as we had it. And it's so... I think the word that you use, refreshing. 
it, you can tell it's the real deal. You can tell it's it's fresh. It, it kind of wakes you up. Um, and, it, and it pairs perfectly with whatever meal you're about to get. Yeah, if you close your eyes and maybe bring sand with you and just so you could dip your toes in it while you do it. <laughs> I mean, it truly is uh, transportation. You don't have to close your eyes, though. <laughs> while you're drinking it and you're listening to uh, the great music that Gus has picked out that's pumping through the restaurant and you see the mural of a palm tree on the wall, uh, you're sitting outside, we sat on the patio, uh, it, it really transports you somewhere. It's it, great. It's so amazing. And with our warm weather, it pairs so perfectly, too. So uh, a, a must try when you go. Uh, appetizer one, yes, one, fried cheese with some guava sauce. It was salty and sweet. You know, to me, it reminds me of like going and eating a funnel cake. I know it's cheese, but the cheese has a very muted flavor at this point because it gets fried. So it's really just chewy. And the guava sauce has almost a caramel-like sweetness to it because it's that fruit. Uh, but it's not overly sweet like caramel, right? So you dip it and it's just incredible. Yeah, I ate uh, too many of those for that to be the first appetizer. It almost set me up for failure on the second, but it didn't. We got a Peruvian dish um, that was kind of a layered affair. Uh, the first layer at the bottom was uh, yuca, taro, and potatoes. It was all your root veggies down there at the bottom uh, smashed. It was topped off with a plantain, some avocado, shrimp, pickled onions. It had a little bit of everything. Beautiful crisp banana at the top of it. It was a beautiful dish, number one, but it tasted good, too. And they call it timbal because it's shaped like the drum. Yeah. And so it's a really is like a little stack, a little cake almost of deliciousness. Um, and I think the thing that, that was most interesting to me was the blending of flavors, right? Because each of those flavors that you, that you said are all on opposite ends of the taste bud spectrum, right? And they all come together to create this super unique flavor that you really can't get anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about potato, fruit, avocado, shrimp, onion. You could easily Seafood. you could easily put all those things together and it'd be overwhelming, but this is not. It's the perfect blend. There's a science to what is done there, and they're very, very good at it. And I think before we get into the entrees, it's worth highlighting out their sauces because each of those are very unique as well. Uh, they have four. They have the Caribbean pink sauce, which I think is your second favorite, correct? I would say so. It's a yeah. mayo, ketchup, garlic uh, mixture, and it's it's pretty good. It goes with everything. I think that's what's good about all their sauces. Right. You can dip literally anything in them, and it's going to be good. I mean, to me, that Caribbean pink sauce, every culture has that sauce, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have sure. crawfish dip here, which one or two ingredients different. Sure. Uh, in the Caribbean there, they have pink sauce. Um, and so they do that. They also do the garlic verde sauce, which is raw garlic, mayo, and cilantro, and is your favorite. That is my favorite. I told him that he could bottle it. I'd buy it immediately. I want that. It's absolutely delicious. Again, you, you get the similar sauce at other restaurants, but this one really sets itself apart. And he talked about uh, raw garlic that they're using and how much garlic they go through in a general week. It's a lot. And it's raw. It's fresh. Um, the sauce is just, it's really good. It's tangy. It goes with everything. And then they had two hot sauces. They had a verde tomatillo sauce, jalapeno tomatillo, great solid flavor, solid heat. It had that hint of pepper flavor there and then a strong tomatillo flavor. So um, really, really exceptional. And then my favorite, 
It was a habanero verde sauce. It came with a warning. A label, warning label. Not really, but it should. <laughs> um, it's so spicy in a perfect way, but it has that hint of sweetness that only habanero really brings, and the pepper flavor really shines. You could just tell that it was made very, very recently, right? It's mm -hmm. so fresh, and it just elevates every flavor that it touches. I'm going to take your word for it because it just looked hot to me, and I wasn't going to try it. Well, it was, and it was incredible. Now, as far as the entrees, we started with a Mexican dish, uh, mocaete azteca. It's basically a crazy big bowl that comes out, which it's Mexican mortar and pestle is what that means. The the bowl is made of volcanic rock, and inside is where all the is all where all the goods happening. We're talking grilled shrimp, steak, chicken, chorizo, banana peppers, green onions, fried cheese, cactus. Yeah, that's a lot to pile in there, and it's also served with tortillas, black beans, and some rice. I think I left there eating like three meals. You didn't eat dinner. I didn't eat dinner that day. Because you were like, no, I'm done. I've eaten <laughs> enough for the day. It is a huge bowl. It's got so much in it, so much going on. But like we said, it was a family-style eating. So this could feed your whole family, at least a family of four, I think, could 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 easily um, eat off of this. And, and it, there's something in there for everyone. Um, I ate some of the chicken, the grilled cactus, and that fried cheese again because I can't stay away from cheese. Delicious. And, of course, I used all those salsas on top of it as well. Yeah, and each item was definitely grilled to perfection, um, each done slightly different depending on which meat and, and our veggie was there. Uh, you know, I made a bunch of tacos from it, so I'd take the rice and the black beans, which I don't want to overstate the, the black beans. They added so much depth to each taco. I, I immediately tried it, and I was like, man, the, the beans were almost making the entire dish, so that tells you how amazing those beans were. Um, I think I did a chicken and chorizo taco. I did a uh, cactus and steak taco. So having a different experience with each taco, each tortilla was exceptional. And definitely just having that bowl there and eating in that way was an experience all of its own. We're going to talk later with Gus about the specific seasonings he uses. And you'll be shocked at how simple they are, but how perfect they are for each and each piece of that food and once again the sauce comes in and pairs perfectly yep then it was the polo con tajadas which is a honduran street food and basically it translates to chicken and plantains he actually boils the chicken and then he fries it so interesting he doesn't put any kind of batter on it it doesn't need it no think of like a buffalo wing right when you eat a buffalo wing at a restaurant most places just fry them straight there is no batter on it uh and this is kind of that same principle the chicken is on a bed of uh, spicy pickled salad and fried sliced green banana um, with a little bit of cheese on it, but it's got that pink sauce sprinkled across the top. And it is probably one of their prettiest dishes, I think, just from the look of it. Like, it just stands out. There's so much color on it. The pink sauce across, like, the crispy chicken. It's a beautiful dish. It's one of those that we've talked about a couple of times. You feel bad starting to eat it. Yes, all his dishes are that way because they're so beautiful. There's so much color in them. And really, I think that 
that's what's so cool about Area 337 is their dishes just amplify the overall vibe. There's color everywhere in the restaurant, on the walls, in the murals, in the music that's playing, in the drinks that you're going to get from the bartender. There's color everywhere, and it's such a fun vibe to walk into. Before we wrap up our On the Eat segment, I did want to point out that while during this trip we didn't get it, it is my favorite thing on the menu because I think it, it it reminds me so much of home in a way. He has a stew chicken. So all he has three different stews. Stew chicken is one of my favorite things on the menu. Absolutely incredible. The depth of flavor on that smothered chicken is incredible. The mampa stea rice, which is red beans and rice that he adds fried plantains into. So there's some sweetness there. And then he adds some pork. Uh, usually it's bacon that he adds to kind of add a little bit more kind of meat to it. And it itself could be a meal, if, if I'm being honest. Those two things, I think, are must-try on the menu, as is the fried sweet plantains. Okay, well, look, if we're going to go off script here, i got to talk about the yucca balls for a second. So Fair. good. It's a little fried potato ball stuffed with either cheese or beef. I get the combo platter because I want a little bit of everything. So delicious. Dip it in that garlic verde sauce. So, so good. And while you're at Area 337, you really can't go wrong with ordering anything on the menu, including the drink menu. Everything's great. And it's perfectly situated. The restaurant is right in between Interstate 10 and 210. If you're familiar with Southwest Louisiana at all, that's a great spot to be in. Easy access. So if you're coming through, if you're visiting Lake Charles, you need to pull off that interstate and you need to stop by Area 337. From a great meal to a great guest, we welcome on Gus Garden, the owner of Area 337, the restaurant we featured on On V Eats. Garden's story is that of the American dream, born and raised in the Dominican Republic, and after moving to the U.S. as a teenager, he worked at several restaurants, eventually gathering enough experience to open his own authentic Latino kitchen right here in Lake Charles. Welcome to the show, Gus. Thank you for having me, and uh, I'm excited. Well, thank you for being here. Southwest Louisiana, of course, is known for big city amenities, but small town charm, which makes for a variety of experiences that anyone can add to their itinerary, from the types of food to outdoor adventures and national regional entertainment, that all of that that the Lake area has to offer. But before we get started, we like to ask each guest a couple of questions so that our listeners can understand you a little bit better and see how you play in Louisiana's playground. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let's go. First question. Crawfish or gumbo? Gumbo. Ooh, immediate answer. Love you didn't it. have to think about it. No, ma'am. What's your favorite kind of gumbo? Seafood. Things that I don't need to peel. The crawfish <laughs> per se. Yeah, I wanna I wanna get jump on it and ride to eating, you know. Okay, next question. Poolside or beach side? Beach for sure. For sure. Oh, I can't imagine. I'm, a, I'm an <laughs> islander and I'm always gonna, you know, prefer the beach. I'm with you. I agree. Yeah, you see the palm tree, you get the coconut water, you know, you see the kids playing around. It's not just the sliding and stuff like that. I I, I want to be at the beach. I want to, you know, gathering different uh, rocks and stuff like that, looking for stuff at the beach. A little taste of home, right? Yes, ma'am. So concert or comedy show? Whoa. Um... Concert. I'm still learning the language, so I will go with the concert because I can, I can, I can feel the beat. I can join the music and all that. Coming to show, I'm a little too slow still, but I'm getting better day by day for sure. But you can keep up with it. We can keep up with the concert. You got the rhythm. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's a bit like a concert every day. You kind of walk into the building with how much the music plays into the ambience of 
your restaurant. Yeah. Well, that is uh, for sure one of our goals. I mean, from the beginning, I knew that the music that I want to be played, the ambient that I want to, you know, create is have to match the style of cooking, family, the kids. I want them dancing around. I want them running around, you know. And, and again, that was my goal. That's always been my orientation uh, to take Area 337 to a family-style restaurant. Not just about the food, which is delicious, but, but about the overall vibe you get. Absolutely. From drinks, colors, decorations, the service for sure, and, uh, and the culture behind everything. You know, uh, Area 337 is just a combination of different angles. I mean, it's not just Dominican Republic and Ireland or no, it's a combination of different cultures. So let's talk about the restaurant. Obviously, this last year has been tough on you with the uh, with with the fire that really kind of set you guys back for uh, multiple months. But over the last few weeks, open the doors back open. How does it feel to be back in business? Brady, um, I don't know any words that can explain how I feel, um, but I can tell you one thing: the experience from opening the doors and how welcoming Lake Charles and the neighbors, uh, you know, towns are, have been with us, with not just uh, uh, Gustavo, it's uh, more Area 337, my family. Uh, by this point, I mean, I opened my doors in February 21. By this point in 23 December, we are family. You know, we have built already, say, relationship with so many different family from doctors, lawyers, construction workers, you know, regular employees, you know, it's just, it's, it's a community feeling whenever you come to Area 337. And again, one of my goals ever since we opened, I want to meet your daughter, I want to meet your son, I want you, uh, your teenagers to come by. Um, you know, I reach out to different churches, to different schools, to different it could be the police department, firefighters, it could be whoever. We want to be present. We want to say thank you to the community. So I feel amazing. Uh, and the support is being nonstop. And I'm blessed in that department. I can say not enough thank you to Lake Charles and, and everybody that is family already. Yeah, specifically, that support was really on display after the fire at your restaurant. Other restaurants got together to help you out, right? Yes, ma'am. Uh, from mom and pop to all the way to Crying Eagle, you name them, they all gather. Uh, big thank you to all of them. I mean, I'm, I don't have enough time to mention every single one of them, but thank you for uh, all the donations that was donated through uh, through the Crying Eagle, you know, event. And uh, the Johnson's uh, firm, they were a big supporter. So, like I say, it's just family. By this point, everybody helped me to stay here. You know, it was a long seven month that different options, different people reach out. Hey, I have this building. Hey, I would like to see you in this big city, on this other big city. And I was like, there's no way. My heart is here. And I'm I'm glad I did stay. I'm glad that, you know, I came back to the same building and that at the same time I can hug every single one of my tables. I can I can reach out to every single family that comes and visit. And again, that is the goal. 
for my restaurant. And not to stay on that topic for too long necessarily, because, you know, now that we're kind of past that chapter, but how hard was it knowing that all that you had built, you know, over the, the previous, you know, couple of years to get that establishment, that reputation that you had worked so hard? Uh, and for you, there was even a, a point, I'm sure, of not knowing if it would come back. Well, I did have my doubts. Uh, it was a, a knockout punch for sure. It was a wake up call. Nobody is going to bed, you know, thinking that your lifestyle, your restaurant, your your everything is going to burn and, you know, an incident like this will happen. Um, I did worry mostly for my employees, for sure. Uh, I was blessed enough. Thank you to all the restaurants in Lake Charles as well, that they welcome all of them. Um, so it's uh, it, it was an impact for sure. It kind of gave me time to rethink and, you know, gather my thoughts, my wants, my needs, and again, reconnect with my north so I can really come back even stronger um, because that's what I have done, you know. And again, it's not just me as individual. It's the whole team of 337 uh, and, and, and all the families that really support us on an everyday basic. Um, and then that have helped me take Area 337 to the next level as I prepare for the future, for sure. Uh, as a captain, I need every single one of them, from the dishwasher to the server. I mean, everybody is, uh, they have a role. Well, when the book's written on Area 337, it's going to be an interesting chapter of it. Uh, speaking of that book, what is the story of Area 337? As a kid, I I always dream. I had multiple friends. You know that from 2015 to 2020, I work at the refinery. I put myself in a uh, finance situation where I needed more money. So I joined the refinery. And I have so many friends from the refinery that they come and visit. And they say, again, in parentheses, I not all the time I remember this, but they come and say, hey, Gus, in this day, in such and such situation, you told me that you were going to open your own restaurant. And I laugh. I get I get chicken skin because it means a lot, you know. So knowing or not knowing, I always knew that I was going to end up here. And my plans are big for Lake Charles. i going to stay in Lake Charles only. So with that being said... Um, I started traveling. I started wanting more, knowing more. And I have focused a lot on Central and South America um, and the Caribbean for sure. Uh, gathering knowledge, looking behind every single culture. I don't care what country it is. I want to know the culture. I don't just want to label anybody. You know, like the saying that all of us are Mexican. I mean, there's other 20 some other country that speaks <laughs> Spanish and Spanish is the most spoken language in the world. So there's a lot to be teach out there, you know, and that's one of my goals here. I want to expose Lake Charles first and then all the surrounding area and all the visitors that come to area 337. I mean, from Baton Rouge all the way to, you know, um, it could be Port Arthur or Beaumont on that area. I have a lot of visitors that come for a specific dish. So, I wanna, I wanna teach. I wanna expose different, you know, cultures. It's not just 
I'm Dominican, I'm a Dominican restaurant. I'm Puerto Rican, I'm a Puerto Rican restaurant. No, I wanna, I want the diversity. I want, I want to see the big picture. I want to expose cultures. How many different cultures are represented on your menu? About seven. Wow. Right now, and I keep traveling for sure. <laughs> so the more you travel, the more diverse your menu gets. Yes, and as uh, as most of us re restaurant do, we kind of do seasonal stuff, special dishes, and stuff like that. So that's one of. I already got my signature dishes, dishes like the the chicken stew, the paisa platter, which is the bandeja paisa from Colombia. It's a versatile dish, like the molcajete from Mexico. Again, versatile, a little bit of everything. But then again, what's the culture behind this? Whenever I do travel, I pick a dish, I go there, go to a different restaurant, order the same dish, see what different chefs are doing different. And they start asking questions, what's the reason behind this? How you make the rice this way? Why? And and stuff like that, you know? So then I come do my test and put it together and then launch it to Lake Charles, you know, as best as, best as I can. And I think it's worth pointing out, you know, a, a lot of times when um, most people kind of think of Latino food, that immediately they think of something spicy because of, of what their experience is with like Mexican food and, and typically their experience with chilies and that type of thing. But the the food within your kitchen is more of a natural flavor versus a spicy. Well, I'm glad you highlighted this topic because I find this very interesting. In our kitchen, I don't use, we don't use any uh, garlic powder, onion powder, nothing wrong with none of that. But our tradition is based on five different herbs and spices. So we take all, bell, all three bell peppers, orange, green, and yellow. We take onion, we take uh, garlic, uh, we take cilantro, and we take culantro. We blend that, and that's our base seasoning. Of course, salt and pepper. But other than that, that's our, that's our core. And that's, off of that is where all our seasoning is started. And my, our goal is to represent a kitchen to cook as we cook at home. It's an extension of our house. How we cook at home is how we cook in that area 337. From dry beans, local rice, uh, we making rice twice a day uh, sometimes, um, to grilling your pork steak, your, your, your steak, whenever you order it. I don't have things pre-cooked other than the stew of course and we are stewing twice a day we got our oxtail we got this beef tips and the chicken stew all of them are made every day how my mom my grandma and generation cook it you know and cast iron in dominican republic do you think those those fresh ingredients the tradition that goes into each meal that's what sets your culture apart the food in your culture that's that's what sets you guys apart I think that is the most important uh, highlight of our restaurant, how fresh the food tastes. And something that I want to even want to go deeper is how we um, support local businesses like the Cuban sandwich that we offer. Not only that the pork is baked for five, six hours, but the bread is from Helen Street Bakehouse. The rice is from farmers here in Highway 90. You know, as much as possible, I buy local. We as a family want to support whoever support us as well. 
how important is it for a city like Lake Charles for Southwest Louisiana to be diverse in its food? Well, if you think about it, my mentality is if we want to be like Houston, if we want to be like New Orleans, we need to start thinking like them. We need to start rolling those dice and like I did. I'm, I mean, who would have thought? Funny story is none of my parents, none of my friends, nobody at the time that I decided to start renting the building and renovated the building to BO Area 337, nobody supported me. Everybody had their own doubts. Everybody was like, you are crazy. Don't do it. <laughs> And you know what? I sell my camper. I got rid of all my fancy truck. I got all my savings. I dump it all in a building that is not even mine. But I had a dream and I had I had that gut feeling that I knew what I wanted. I just didn't want to, I didn't know how to, you know, put it together. But hey, time play part, experience play part. I'm a first time owner, only, I mean, a solo operator. And that means a lot. You know, I've been learning as I go. Plus, I'm a good listener. And it's tough. It's tough, but yeah. but I did follow my heart. And I knew that what I had on my on my mind and my in my heart, it was gonna work out. We're so glad that you followed your heart. We're so glad that you did, and we're so glad that it landed you in Lake Charles. Yes, and we're just gonna keep growing for sure. And we're gonna be big. To take a chance like that and land on your feet. What's that feeling like? Whoa. Um, it's very rewarding, Brody. It's, it's, um, you accomplish something that you don't even understand because I, I see this like, like a superhero. Like if Superman would have existed, what he will do with all that power? You know, what would I, now that I'm here, how I got here is very rewarding. I think. A lot about that. I, I'm not here by coincidence. I wasn't hand this. I build this. My family helped me out. And then again, I mean, you got your bottles. You 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 got your mind that you need to to be loyal with. You know, you need to stick with your plan. You need to sacrifice. You know, early mornings, late nights. You got to be the first one, the last one. But hey, at the end of the day, you need to keep pushing forward. So. In my opinion, um, everything that I gone that I have gone through and Area Three Three Seven have gone through is is just amazing because I have learned a lot. And going back to your last question, it was helping me put us in the map on my own way to help out, on my own way to you know to to be part of the equation. It's it's amazing the the work that Visit Lake Charles have done with Lake Charles. But then there's different individual like like I am that is, you know, adding to that and making sure we stay with 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 a consistent restaurant, consistent recipe, consistent drink, consistent clientele. And on I wanna be on everybody's table, to be honest with you. That's that's my goal. I'm glad you mentioned the drinks. To me, the drinks are just as big of a staple as the food. At least, you know, once you have one, you'll know what I mean. The mojitos, for example, so fresh, so refreshing, and there's multiple flavors. I've tried them all. They're all amazing. How important do you feel like the drinks are on your menu? And especially within that, to make them as fresh as you do. I mean, I've seen you grind the uh, the ingredients there right there in the glass. Yeah. Um, starting from the mojito, 
going to the sangria, margar our own margarita. On my margarita, I offer the Gatorita, and the Gatorita is with our own rum, with Bayou rum. I'm topping it off with a Gator bite. So it's just, it's a combination of following that dream that I have spoken about. It's just, again, it's not easy to muller 20 different mojitos at the same time, but guess what? You get in the same mojito you got the first day. I'm not batching them. I, I don't want to do that. I can. I know how to. I have work in restaurant of high volume that I can, that I know how to, but I'm not. It's my decision not to. That way we stay fresh. We stay as committed as the first day. Not because I'm where I'm at right now. I'm going to start taking shortcuts. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay very consistent and very fresh from the fresh pineapple that we blend in-house, to the tamarind, to the passion fruit, to modeling your lime and mint whenever you order your mojito. And, like, for example, I don't know of any other restaurant uh, locally to get tamarind, a tamarind uh, mojito. And that's something that I know speaks to you and your culture from you growing up. I mean, maybe not at 14 drinking mojitos, but <laughs> uh, but the tamarind. Absolutely. I remember as a kid, that's what you get. You get tamarind because it's in your backyard. You're picking it up. Grandma is peeling the tamarind and making the juice. That's what you could afford is what you leave off the land. You don't go to the store and buy it like we do here. You know, Coming from that perspective, that lifestyle, you're picking up limes you know, and making a lemonade. That's what I remember as a kid. That's picking up the guavas. And, and washing them and taking the, um, just washing them, peeling them and making a juice fresh. I mean, that's what I remember. That's my background. And that's what I want to offer. That's, that's the, the need that I think Lake Charles have is to be exposed to this fresh ingredient, fresh fruits kind of restaurant, you know? And I think, you're you're offering them a piece of your home, of your childhood. And even like you said, there's nothing wrong with high volume and batch drinks, but you're not doing that because you're also offering them an experience. There's nothing quite like a bartender sitting there making your drink fresh in front of you with a smile on their face, right? Uh, that's a whole experience. Again, going into that vibe that you offer at your restaurant. Yes, ma'am. Um, and and again, I wanna I wanna make sure that the experience that you get at Area 337 will make you curious and looking at, at a, a, a ticket, a airplane ticket, a vacation spot, you know? It could be from Puerto Rico where you don't need a, a passport all the way to Dominican Republic on any other island that, you know, it could be Jamaica. There's thousands of them, but then again, it's just be willing to open up, be willing to experience you know, a different culture. I think what's so unique, you're you're offering a bit of your home by using a bit of our home. You mentioned Bayou Rum, Helen Street Bakery, locally grown rice. Um, it's really important you to uh, eat, shop, buy local. Yes, absolutely, because we're supposed to take care of each other. I mean, the biggest, we're supposed to be our biggest supporter, not outsiders. It's, it, it start with us by leading us an example, you know, reaching out to to all these different businesses, different suppliers, 
means a lot. You know, I'm very proud that I that I support Value Rum. I'm very proud that I buy my rice locally instead of Sam's or any of my suppliers that bring rice from China or whatever the case might be. It's supposed to be that way. Locals taking care of locals and uh, making sure we all get a piece of the cake, you know? Which makes sense of why you're such a big supporter of Chuck Eats Restaurant Week. It's an initiative that uh, us here at Visit Lake Charles launched a year ago, and it's returning for its second year coming up in January. You obviously made sure to kind of sign up and get Area 337 on the list. Um, I think we have, we'll have we have over 30 different restaurants kind of participating during that 10-day period where you get a chance to try something that's not typically offered on the menu. For you, you know, you, you talk about supporting local. What about for just the average citizen? Uh, what do you think them participating in a week like that to where they're going to local establishments does for the restaurant community in Lake Charles? Well, if... Uh, every single one of us follow the same mentality of expanding locally, helping each other out. It will mean a lot, you know, especially on this, uh, like this is the season to do that. I mean, we are around the holidays. This is what it means the most family, you know, us taking care of each other, uh, us giving to each other. Like, I don't want to donate to a franchise. I want to donate to a local library. I want to donate to a local school. I want to be exposing ourselves to that Spanish club on every single uh, high school, middle school. You know, I want to be part of a movement and everybody to follow up. I mean, I don't want to be the leader. I just want to be somebody that that is contributing to a growth. And... Uh, like you said, Chucky's is going to be a great week. We are going all in. We're going to start him from uh, the whole menu is different. What I'm offering is not on my menu. Uh, starting from the, the appetizer ending to the on desserts, I'm coming with a piña colada, creme brulee on a fresh pineapple. Exactly. That look on your face is <laughs> it's amazing. It's going to be something unique. And... What I'm saying is I I want to blow and Lake Charles with this Chuck East. This is my year. 2024 is going to be the most important year for Area 337. Oh, I'm so excited. And listeners can't see our, our expression whenever he mentioned that dessert, but we got very excited. <laughs> do, do you have anything else to sneak peek? Oh, uh, I'm coming with a fruit uh, dessert as well. Um, a version of uh, uh, the Yucca Bowl with a, a tub shrimp, uh, different sauces. I'm coming with a, a stuffed chicken breast that is going to be wrapping bacon. It's going to be a, a stuffed pork chop as well that is going to be a stuffed with a sweet plantain mofongo. Then again, it's, I'm going to be wrapping a whole dish on plantain leaves like country people does in Colombia and Venezuela. It's just amazing. It's going to be more of that experience that you get whenever you visit our establishment. You might get such an overwhelming response to some of these that they might end up on your regular menu. It'll be okay. Well, <laughs> it'll be okay. It'll be okay. I'm excited. And, uh, you know, the, the sky's the limit. And, and again, following my same purpose is growing our brand, growing Lake Charles and staying here. And the future is bright, my friends. 
And then last question, you had mentioned the food and some of the differences. What's the one food that you've come to really love and will probably always be in your uh, kind of short list that you've kind of picked up from Southwest Louisiana? For sure, it's got to be that gumbo, where it's always uh, gumbo season for for a family like us, where we accept the soup style, the, the, the broth, the love, the gathering that is behind a uh, well-done gumbo. You know, I have friends that all we do is, uh, the majority of the time where we gather at their houses is gumbo. Um, or I'm bringing something that they want, you know, uh, that they want me to fix for them. But uh, I think the gumbo will be my go-to. Um, if I got a, if I got to be a critic, I want to, I want to, I want to test your gumbo. No better way to end the show than with the famous line. We didn't even tell you to say it. It's always gumbo season. It's always gumbo season. Yep. That's what Brady believes. Yeah. And potato salad. I'm telling you, I'm <laughs> learning your potato salad. We do it totally different, but yours is top notch. You're sure. working on it. All yes, right. ma'am. All I right. am. We're, we're so glad that, that you've chosen Southwest Louisiana as, as your home and you're bringing your home to us. Uh, and to the people of this area and infusing a, a little bit of what we have to offer. I'm sure chefs are learning from you just like you're learning from them um, and really creating a unique experience here in Lake Charles. Yes, ma'am. And I'm very grateful of the welcoming and um, it's only starting, you know, I'm going to keep working and um, like I say, the future is bright and I want to just continue growing and continue exposing different more cultures and, just um i'm excited thanks again to gus for joining us here on the show and thank you for taking time out of your day listening to this here podcast if you enjoyed the show please follow the podcast and leave us a rating or a review that plus sign on your screen click it and that way you'll never miss a show that's right and it helps us grow our audience and further share the unique experiences that lake charles in southwest louisiana has to offer just go to visit lakecharles.org podcast for more episodes, where to eat, and events happening this weekend. I'm Jillian Quarter. And I'm Brady Reynard. Thanks again for coming play at Louisiana's Playground. See you.